from all things sr podcast good morning leslie and good morning pam i am doing well happy june i can't believe it's june yes uh we had a really extraordinary week with a special visit pam and i had a chance uh to connect yes with one of our you survived it (laughs) one of our um one of our dear podcast listeners, Ashley. Um, And that was so cool to have a chance to see her. She trained into Philadelphia for Mm Comic-Con. And she's there right now. She She said she might try to listen on the way in, but I know there's a lot of activities uh, she's planning to do. So uh, she might be listening to the... The podcast at another time. As it, that's true too. And it was a <clears throat> it was a fun time. I picked Ashley up at the train station on Thursday, and I took her around the city. I took her to uh, the Melrose, which unfortunately is closed temporarily closed, but so she could get a picture of the Melrose, so seeing she can find Uncle Jack. Mm-hmm. And I drove her by what was the Four Seasons when SR wrote the books, and also St. Joe's Campus, uh, so she could see where Julia went to undergrad. And where she <laughs> had encountered the evil Simon and Natalie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's a gorgeous And then it is a nice campus. I took I took her all along. There's this one group of of residents that are um, on the uh, Montgomery County side of the, of City Avenue because St. Joe's is on the Philadelphia. The, the main campus is on the Philadelphia mm-hmm. side, and these houses are, I mean, magnificent. Mm. On any given day, you would it's they. they incredibly old and big and fireplaces and the whole nine yards and um so we we did that we uh drove around uh the the back side of the campus and the front of the campus and uh up cardinal avenue so she could take a picture of the sign and and there's a big chapel that's fairly new there and then we came back to my house for a little bit, and Leslie met up with us, and, and off yes, we Yes, in fact, uh, just to give you a glimpse of uh, St. Joseph's I'm putting in the chat, um, it really is breathtaking. I mean, it's, it's just a gorgeous campus. Uh, I actually was mm-hmm. able to tour um, that when my daughter was looking at schools. And it's so lovely. And I see Franca's on. Good afternoon, Franca. She is good. 
Hello there. And Anna's at the Oakmont Bakery. Uh, burnt almond tort donut creation and spiked huh. coffee to start the day. Hello, lazy weekend. Oh, my gosh, Anna. Absolutely. I, I really want to meet you, up with you at the Oakmont Bakery. I'm, I'm hoping to try and do that in a couple weeks. We'll see if you're around. I, I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off, though, but I'm thinking the weekend of June 16th. Just putting it out there. I'm going to be out in the Pittsburgh area. Okay. So, so great to get to um, Ashley. And, uh, yeah. So we um, we had a really good uh, dinner that night too, didn't we, Pam? Oh God, yes. Oh my Lord, yes. There's there's a place in Philadelphia. South Philadelphia is known for some of its Italian restaurants. There's Dante and Luigi's, there's Ralph's, there's um, Victor Cafe. There, there are quite a few of them. So we went to the Victor Cafe. And that place, I, I, I love this place. It, it, to be able to work in that place as, a, as wait staff, you or host, host or hosting, you must be able to sing. And you must be able to sing opera. You must be classically trained. And you know, that you come in and you, you're ordering and all of a sudden one of the waiters or the waitresses will mm. ring a bell and all of a sudden everybody starts singing. You know, they start singing and it could be an aria from an opera. It could be uh, a song from uh, Carousel. It, yes, it just, and it I'm also putting the fun. link in the chat box here. Um, it really is, if, you, if you're ever in Philadelphia, highly recommend... Um, not only is it's just a really cool vibe, you know, it's been there for decades and decades and yeah. And you have all the old photos on the wall. At least a hundred years. Beautiful space upstairs. I guess it's their lounge. Um, it's really, really interesting, cool old building. And then with the music and the food really is delicious. So, um, very, very cold. <laughs> and Shell says, but in West Philadelphia is where the Fresh Prince spent most of his days. West Philadelphia born Yes, he did. Yes, he did. In fact, the Fresh... Yes, he did. And in fact, he went to my high school, yeah. I think, for one or yeah. two years, the one I graduated from. And which... You know, and, and then I, I think his parents took him out and put him, I don't know if he think went it was to Westville High or Overbrook. I think so, too, because a friend of, I had a good friend, Barbara, who's one of her neighbors was a yeah, teacher I'm there. Actually, and she remembers teaching you, so I'm him. Looking. I'm looking to see. I'm looking to see if we can get the uh, scoop on where did Will's. Overbook, yep, 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 yep. Overbook, yeah. So, there are, um, so yeah, are some interesting and, places there, well, in there's Philadelphia, especially for Caribbean mm -hmm. food. Um, there weren't there weren't that many restaurants that are good. You know, you can go take West, uh, take uh, take out West Caribbean, mm -hmm. you know, Caribbean food and that kind of stuff, but. So anyway, so that's what we did. And yep, and Ashley's so on we, now. We just drove all over the place. Hi, Ashley. We're just talking about our fun visit. And 
And I'm glad you could stop in on your way to Comic-Con activities today. Mm-hmm. And uh, go take a look and hopefully get pictures of uh, Michael J. Fox. Oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. That is exciting. That is exciting. Franca said, I could never so. work in an Italian restaurant. I would be too busy tasting everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you know what was what's surprising for this particular restaurant? There's not a lot of pasta dishes, right? Yes, Ashley says they she had loves a spaghetti. Cafe. Thank you. She's popping in to say hi from the Fan Expo mm -hmm. in Philly. She's waiting in line. Very good. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, so. the pasta looked really good though. Ashley actually had pasta with sausage and the marinara yeah. and and brussel. Yes. Yeah, so that would that look very good. But and Leslie and I had what they, they called Tosca, yes. which was chicken stuffed with fontina cheese and uh, prosciutto over polenta with some vegetables. It was really mm. good. It was really I good. I know. So anyway, anywho. And then yesterday you went on, on another adventure, right? Yes, a landmark. I, we did. We did the Reading Terminal Market for lunch, and uh, it, it, you with Comic Con, it is crazy mm -hmm. with people yesterday, and it's crazy with people usually at lunchtime. But it's uh, it was a it, it, there was so much going on there. It just between fresh food and food you can buy and fish and uh, Bastet's ice cream, which we didn't get to. Uh, just a lot of good stuff. A lot of great stuff. Yep, and so. I'm putting a link to that as well. My, my great-grandfather was one of the founders. I <laughs> know. I love that. That is another story for your book. <laughs> mm. The anthology series of uh, Pam's, yes. uh, Pam's Oh, and World. I forgot, actually, we actually <laughs> mentioned she also loved the clams. We had Clams Casino oh, yeah, yeah. Um, as an appetizer, mm -hmm. and that was really yummy, too, for our dinner that night. Ah. Ashley said she went to Reading Market and Ash got a donut. Mm. Oh, good. SR would be proud. Mm. <laughs> Donuts. You know, I, yeah. I was going to mention that. I believe yesterday or two days ago was National Donut Day. Did anybody see that? Yes, it was. I, I, I posted a link on Twitter. Yeah, for we may need to celebrate because, that uh, next year. I don't know. Yeah, well, well, there's another one coming up November 5th. Is that International Donut Day? <laughs> yes. They have it twice a year. Donut Day twice a year. In June, the first, I think it's the first Friday in June or first, and the first, or November 5th. Those two days. So we know. <laughs> Not that you're anyway. tracking that or anything. No, not at all. Not at all. I just have just an article that actually that popped up yesterday. And I saw it's that, very so. cool. The World According to Pam, Volume mm -hmm. 905, Shell said. Betty's asking you, <laughs> Ashley, what kind of donut did you have? And did you go to Beeler's for it? Ooh. Or did you go to someplace else in there? Because Dunkin' Donuts is like across the street, too. Yeah. I love them all. Mm -hmm. I haven't met a donut I didn't like. <laughs> well, I can't say really? that. I'm very picky. picky about my donuts, yes. I'm very picky. 
I, I'm not really big on um, like a regular donut dipped in chocolate. I like a chocolate donut, but I don't like a donut dipped in chocolate. And I'm not big on Boston cream donuts. If you're going to get a cream donut, you get a cream so donut. So you wouldn't like the Entenmann's rich chocolate donuts because those are the donuts dipped in chocolate that are... If they're chocolate they're not donuts, chocolate donuts though. they're they're yellow. No, no. I mean, if it's covered, if it's chocolate. if it's a yellow, yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I just you know when they take it, and they take it and they put it upside down yes. and pull it out. I'm not. That's yeah. not what I'm no. doing. Chocolate frosted, I guess you could say, or strawberry frosted, because my son used to like the strawberry mm. frosted. Now Ashley but, had uh, M and yeah, and chocolate so. icing donut. Oh, yum. Nice. That sounds delicious. Nice. Betty wonders, Beelers does the professor eat also has maple donuts? bacon. Of course he does. Yeah, I would think so. And I'm sure Paul does because he goes to donkeys with uh, <laughs> Allison and Elizabeth. Well. I got Paul in first. Nah, 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 oh, nah. my gosh, Betty. <laughs> what are we going to do with her? Uh now, Anna, Anna noted and Tony's listening. Hey, Tony. Day, so a few special creations from Oak, Oakmont. She said the Samoa was also mm. a favorite. I'm guessing that's like the Girl wow. Scout cookie wow. with caramel and chocolate and coconut. Well, there's a bakery in Avalon, New Jersey in the U.S., and which is a beach mm -hmm. town. And it's called Kohler's. It's been there for, I think, 70 years. It's only open from Memorial Day till just after Labor Day. And they have the world's best crumb cake and cream donuts you could ever have. And I keep threatening, since I don't have the house, we're not at the house at the shore anymore. I keep threatening of driving down on a, on a Saturday or Sunday morning first thing so I can get a bunch of donuts mm. and bring them back. It's not a bad idea. I know, Lori, I'm thinking the same thing. Lori's saying, I want a donut now. And Anna says, mm -hmm. the professor eats his donuts on a crystal plate with a knife and fork, probably. <laughs> and a special hello to Tony, Franca's husband, who is, yes. who is listening with her uh, today. Um, and I'm wondering, are you sitting outside or are you inside? Um are you in the garden? Are you at the table in your home uh, this fine afternoon? I was checking temperatures. Yes. I still have my, I, I have those set temperatures for, for uh, Johannesburg and Cape Town. And I'm seeing right now, it's saying it's 69 degrees and partly cloudy. So I'm trying to think of what that would be in, in Celsius, probably around... 20? No. no. Maybe 15 I'm, I'm, I'm to 20. I'm not sure. But it's that beautiful or a, a, a nice, a pleasant temperature, not too, too cold, not too, too hot. Oh, that's yes. good. That's good. And I especially want, I, I have a few thanks to, to give before we start. I want to thank, first of all, thank you, Franca and Tony, for the lovely basket and the little giraffe for Isabella that Leslie brought home for me. I, I appreciate it. And I, treasure that and I'm, I know that uh, Isabella will love the giraffe as well and I also want to thank Karen um, Rodriguez Sandoval 
for last week, I received a package on my um, porch, and I opened it up, and this was after the podcast, and um, and there was were was a T-shirt with in Spanish, uh, "May the tenderness be with you," with the Grogu on the front, playing with a uh, uh, a starfighter, or whatever it is, and the, the beach towel and some lovely candles and some other things, and a, and a nice scarf and unbeknownst to me at the time but I as I'm looking in the box there's a package there and it says Mayor on it and Mayor was sitting next to me and I said oh my gosh Mayor oh my gosh and she got so excited because she too got the t-shirt and everything that I got. so I, I, I need to thank everybody for that this is a, a tremendously kind community and I totally appreciate appreciate all this so. mm. And, and Tony, we have to get together at some point. We have to talk. We have, yes. I, I in a pub. <laughs> that's the best I know. Place. And, and Lori just said Tony is ironing. That is wonderful because Franca said Tony's actually ironing and she is making a curry. Uh, but it is a beautiful day mm. outside. So I love how they're. Uh, it's funny because I used to do when I was listening to the podcast before I became a podcaster when Betty and Perling were on or when uh, Pam and Dana and Kez were on with the Florentine series podcast I would often be cooking or cleaning uh, while I was listening so I'm glad to know that you do that and uh, Lori is very impressed that Tony irons (laughs) and Franca you're very I'm so glad you enjoyed the treats Um, there was some really beautiful uh, caramels uh, and chocolate with uh, sea salt that I brought from Pennsylvania uh, mm, to cool. uh, them. So I'm glad you enjoyed them. Uh, we're still Wilbur's. We were still loving the chocolate that you gave us. Um, Abe couldn't get enough of <laughs> of those candies. <laughs> and yes, Tony, he uh. loves his his cheeky hippo. His rhino, the cheeky rhino, the rhino. There was a really beautifully carved um, rhino, and there's all these beautiful wood carvings in the African market, and they were lined up. There's like hundreds of them lined up in the straight row, and they were all facing forward, except this one was carved with the head turned around, and Tony's like, that is the one. (laughs) He's a cheeky one. That's great. (laughs) That's great. <laughs> so, yes, Betty's saying Gabriel needs to learn how to iron his clothes. I don't doubt Paul knows how to iron. <laughs> I have a feeling Gabriel pays to have everything pressed for him. I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Oh, my oh, goodness. My goodness. Such, it is such a great community and such a great group of people who've been drawn uh, to these books. And it's been wonderful getting to know all of you online or even having the chance to meet in person has been really special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Flora said, it has LOL, been. Betty, I'm sure the professor has the dry cleaners take care of that. 100% Flora. <laughs> 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or now that he knows that Tony uh, is available, I don't know. He may, uh, he may send them out for Tony's touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Oh my! So lots so. of good things happening, and we have some news from SR's world as well. We do. Um, he is looking forward to the red carpet premiere and the release of Gabriel's Redemption Part One. He has also seen Part Two, and it looks like it should be released this fall. Um, he says, I'm hoping we'll get the third part before the end of the year, too. He wants to remind everybody and be thankful for is December 3rd marks the 10th anniversary of the release of Gabriel's Redemption. And he's very pleased that this anniversary corresponds with the release of the films. He says it's perfect timing. Um, he is going to be chatting with us on July 8th uh, about the movie, about part one. So... Uh, we look forward to his coming and, and all the reactions to the movie. Uh, and he says, it looks like the publisher is putting up the prices of paperbacks because of the increasing cost of paper. And he's sorry to say it looks like this has affected the prices of his books as well. So. It is worth every penny, SR. Worth every penny. Absolutely. But I know it is It is challenging. Um, the cost of paper is rising. Um and Ashley's leaving us. You have a great yes, time. Yes, Ashley. Enjoy Comic Con. Have a take I lots can't of pictures. Wait to uh, see your pictures and hear about it. And then safe travels mm -hmm. back home uh, as well. Absolutely. <laughs> Shell says absolutely. Whoop, whoop, a visit from SR. That's right. July eighth <laughs> going to be really great. And uh, Betty. You, uh, your sentiment uh, resonates with me. She says, it's all happening so fast, I am not ready. Mm -hmm. I think I keep saying that every time someone mentions I, the I hear, I've been hearing that a lot. I've been hearing yes. that a lot. That they're not ready because they don't want it to end, I guess. And Which is understandable, but hey, at least we have Well, it. I think I just really anticipated thing. the films coming out later in the year. So that's, I, that's more of me, um, just, um, mm -hmm. you know, having that kind of mindset that we'd be seeing them later as opposed to sooner and very excited for, uh, those who are going to have a chance to be at the premiere. I, uh, our, our mm -hmm. very own Brenda, who often is on our chat will be going as I understand and mm -hmm. very, very excited for her and Betty's going to be counting down the seconds of how long Paul is going to be on the screen <laughs> in part one yes 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 more than 45 seconds for Paul she said and yes. she knows for sure Paul will not be in part one um, so uh, I also love her comment regarding the paper prices she said I have two words ebooks and audiobooks <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. The question is, will Willie sneak around so, at the premiere? She said. One never knows. One never know. knows. But I do know one of the things that I, I uh, you know, it's, it's going to be just so much fun to see. It really oh, is. Oh, 100%. I, I hope they do like a live from the red carpet so we can see all who's there. Which I'm sure they I, at I, some point. For, for the founding members at the very least, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that would... Well, but, who knows? I, we'll mm -hmm. have to see what happens, you but I'm know. very excited for them. Um, and also, 
the when I, I actually did see the post that SR put out about the December 3rd uh, being the 10th year anniversary of Gabriel's redemption. Mm-hmm. And honestly, how can that be, friends? How can that have come out 10 years ago? 10 years ago, it's, I know. Time flies when you're having it's fun. It's really remarkable. Um, and Floor can't wait for the live stream. And Shell is intrigued mm-hmm. to see William. I think many of us are, Shell. I'm really curious to see the face they put to the character. And Franca asked, did anyone also, see a picture of Tusca this morning on Instagram? She looked exhausted working flat out to bring us Gabriel's Redemption Part 1. I was very surprised that we mm-hmm. were getting it so soon after only finishing filming earlier this year. So grateful for all their hard work. I agree, Franca. Absolutely. And apparently she's on and- the route en route to scouting um, another location for an upcoming for- film. So I'm very excited to hear that. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see you, Brenda. Did you hear your name while hey, Brenda. Were your, was your ears burning? Or did you, uh, <laughs> I just said, I know our very own Brenda in the chat is going to be heading to the premiere. We're very excited about mm-hmm. that. And Betty says, since James has been working out and he is a six pack, I think it's only fair he walked down the red carpet shirtless. Oh, God. <laughs> Do it for the fans, James. Oh, Betty. Do it for the fans, that James, might have yes. to, We might have to tell James about that comment. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, the also, I, one of the things I want to... very well be up for that because he is, he is tough <clears> of fun, as, uh, as you know. <laughs> and Brenda's flying out Tuesday. Oh, wonderful. By the way, I want, I, one of the things SR wanted to remind us about is that he posted an outtake from Gabriel's Promise on his website in response to um, Brenda's Passion Squad book club on Facebook. So if you haven't seen it, go take a look at it. It's really good. It's, 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 it's a little bit heart-wrenching, um, but it's worth every, every one. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Franca asked, is uh, the premiere the same day as the release date? No. There are two separate days. No. June, June 22nd is the uh, premiere of... Uh, Gabriel's promise or Gabriel's redemption. That's when we one. can watch it. It's it's not the event. It's the availability is in June twenty second. Right. right. <laughs> and shall, shall oh god, <laughs> naughty! You're so naughty, Betty, <laughs> for that suggestion. And Brenda said his underwear doesn't need to be any looser. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not going to touch that with an 11 foot pole. <laughs> not as hilarious. Or a 10, or a 10 foot pole for that. <laughs> or a 9 foot. Anyhow. Anyhow. Uh, speaking of multi part uh, projects, uh, we are now mm-hmm. on chapter 14, which we are pr- approaching um, in a multi part fashion because it is a fairly long chapter. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I promise it's not going to be like chapter nine. <laughs> that was a very, very long chapter. Oh this, my uh, this, I believe we are breaking into three. Um, and we're yeah. talking about the first part of the chapter today. <laughs> and Betty, uh, noting the promise uh, outtake, 
said, yes, we finally get the answer to my question. When and how did Rachel find out about Gabriel's vision with Grace? Betty, Betty, you're on fire this morning. Today. Uh, <laughs> Betty's saying I would volunteer to apply baby oil on James's abs. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. And yes, another girthy <sighs> chapter, as Shell notes. Very, very true. Yes. yes. So as we begin the chapter, um, it is the beginning of the lunch break. Um, and Julia went to the restroom. As she was getting ready to walk down the stairs, she heard the footsteps of Louboutins uh, walking up the stairs. And her eyes traveled up and viewed that face. Uh, that evil, evil look that was being cast her way. And in a probably a very offhanded remark, uh, and I think this scene is going to be extraordinary in the film, uh, mm -hmm. Krista says, I can't wait to hear your paper. Uh, she was sure she would have questions, she said. And Julia was just going to ignore her, right? She was like, I am not getting into it with her. I do not want to engage. And as Julia started to pass her, she blocked her. And Julia just said, what do you want? And Krista started saying that, Julia, you think you're so smart. Julia just tried to brush her off saying, I don't, I don't think that. And Krista still insisted. She was really pushing it. As Betty notes, Krista is here. And Brenda said, Brenda, Betty, James is a really bad boy. And I'll leave it at that. Passion Con was his oyster. <laughs> uh, there was a premiere that was pretty interesting too. So. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and, and Brenda notes, uh, Betty says, I know, Brenda, I'm kidding. James is a good guy. And Brenda said, yes, he is. I love someone who can have fun. And I, I totally agree with that. He just, he is a really, he's a character mm -hmm. and has a lot of, he's, he's, what I like about James is he's really. He enjoys great, life. Um, with the community. He engages, he's really great with the fans. Um, he appreciates how many people love the story. Um, just like the rest of the cast, they all really are, uh, treat it with reverence and care, and I love that about it. Yeah. <laughs> Shell goes yeah. regarding Krista. What is that? Stench? What is that stench? Smell of Gollum in a cave. <laughs> and Brenda forgot about the, uh, the premiere. Oh, yeah, he was he was on a roll. He really was. Uh, yeah, he did, there was a lot of pre-gaming going on that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bad boys bring heaven to you. <laughs> that oh they do gosh. sometimes, and if you can, so and you can never tame of, them. <laughs> uh, of naughty people, when Krista is on the scene here, the evil one. And we asked SR, uh, did you envision Krista confronting Julia in the ladies' room when you started planning the book? Was that something he initially planned? 
And he said, for the conflict between Krista and Julianne, I had always envisioned it on a staircase. I wanted there to be privacy, but also the peril of being interrupted or overheard. I also thought the differing heights between the characters would be interesting. So he did have that kind of vision in mind. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Which doesn't surprise me, because he really does think through these things. Um, <laughs> yes, he does. How could I forget the double mint twins, Brenda said. And, and Betty know. said, and this is probably why Julia said this is why she didn't shower. She was showing off. She is Gabriel and not Krista. <laughs> That's actually really uh. funny. And that I is funny. asked SR about that. Did, uh, that, Krista, that... Uh, did Julia intend to be marked <laughs> when she ran into Krista? Um, oh, and, and he went on because I... I didn't uh, scroll down far enough. He also, SR continued, I've seen the scene as it was shot by Tosca, and she did a great job. Both Melanie and Margot offer great performances. I'm looking to see readers' reactions. Oh, I think gonna that's going to be really good. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's going to be Channing <laughs> Shell said Julia fight, kept her fight. territory marked in anticipation of confronting CFP. <laughs> and Miranda, uh -huh. I totally agree. That was such a good way to be marked, too. <laughs> yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Especially by Gabriel. Ah, uh, sigh. Of course. So, you know, <laughs> Julia's pretty, you know, incredulous, really. Uh, when Krista kind of was leaning into this discussion, she's saying, "You really, do you want to start something at the conference? Really? And then she said to Krista, don't you see what you are doing to your own career? Gabriel told her that she had to redo her Master of Philosophy at Columbia rather than her PhD. You know, she, this, this has been affecting Krista's academic career. Krista had burned bridges in Toronto as well as burning them here, Julia said. And she asked her, isn't it time to just let things go? And of course, Krista said, no, I don't give up that. I don't give up easily. And with that came Julia's response. You know, Julia flat out said, look, I've never done anything to you. And your vendetta is ridiculous. And Krista laughed and said, this is not about you. Julia, you're not worth troubling. You're not worth this trouble. Um, it's not about you at all. And then Julia turned mm -hmm. to her and just said, why then? You know, why if it's not, mm -hmm. if I didn't offend you, why are you causing so much trouble? Then what's it about? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Betty said Julia could have worn one of Gabriel's boxers like Anna did with Christian Gray. Like <laughs> Anna says the aura of a marked Julianne. <laughs> uh -huh. I'm sure Gabe. I don't think it would have gotten the same effect. Listen, CFP, Shell says, you will go down in history as a trollop of Dante's studies. <laughs> that is pretty much what she's trying to get across here, you know. And this 
the, yep. this is word that travels through this very tight knit academic community. So, you know, Krista is kind of letting her own desires and pride and ego cloud her judgment. Betty says, mm, me, um, Krista, I think it's time to focus on you. Gabriel's not that grand. Sometimes he doesn't shower after sex. I'm just saying, you know, your choice, but <laughs> Betty, you're so funny. So, you know, we asked SR about this particular part of the discussion. And we asked if Julia was surprised the vendetta was not about her. And SR said, Krista's perception of Julianne is based on what she observed in Toronto. Readers have seen Julia's growth over the three books, but remember, Krista has not seen that. I think that backstory of Krista's life provides some context. Obviously, she's competitive, mm -hmm. and she's unused to being turned down. So, and then with her thinking mm -hmm. that Julia is this little church mouse, um, you know, it just mm -hmm. does not compute. And as Anna said, oh, please, Julianne, she just wants Gabriel, and you are in her way. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's uh, kind and, of what it is. Shell, like, so Chris says, Julia is a roadblock that Krista intends to run through. Absolutely. So Krista's, you know, she's like probably got the eyes rolling and tossing the hair behind her behind her shoulder and she says she always gets what she wants spoiled much mm -hmm. and julia just yeah she just wants to get out of there and krista's still blocking her way and uh and looking oh looking at her like from head to toe is like you know look at the suit look at the shoes that you know julia purposely dressed down because she wants to be impressive academically as opposed to physically mm -hmm. and uh, she says uh, she you know she just uh, decides Kristen decides well you know Gabriel's beautiful he's a legend <laughs> all the women at lobby knew him and they all wanted to screw him and she was the one that ended up with Gabriel how could that be? You're a mouse. Mm -hmm. And uh, he needs someone who can take care of him better, uh, keep up with him, satisfy him. And she she also stated that it's possible that Gabriel's already cheated on her or is planning to. And uh, that, you know, Julianne was just a conquest he enjoyed. You don't marry a conquest. Let me put mm -hmm. it that way. So Betty is saying that um, that makes sense. Chris only knows what she saw in Toronto, the same way as Paul only knows few details of he knows of Gabriel from what he saw in Toronto. And what Julia told him, and from the wrong info she gave him about Owen, her ex, and not Simon, can't blame them for their misconceptions. I would, and Brendan wants a novella on Chris. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. I really do. That would be an interesting. Uh, Shell's noting CFP's mm -hmm. confidence is a bit inflated. She thinks her conquests make her irresistible. It makes her skanky. <laughs> That's true. Shell is speaking that truth is true. this morning. Really, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, 
the thing with Krista is she's not recognizing the fact that they're married. I mean, that's the disconnect in my mm -hmm. mind a little bit. It's one thing if they were still dating or even engaged, but they're married now. So, yeah, but that wouldn't mean anything to Krista. Yeah, but then why? She has she has no concept of the no, marital I, bond. I, I I agree with that, but I I do. It's just it's more than a con. If it's if he married her, it's more than a conquest. I I guess. Mm -hmm. She has no disregard because most of the men she's gone after have been married men. Mm -hmm. Or dedicated to the church. Right. Or, uh, yeah. Or teachers. Or right there. The, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't see as How, do you see, how to seduce that. a priest? No. No. Mm -mm. No. But he says Krista no, needs to redeem easy. herself. Marriage means nothing to Krista, Betty says. Remember, she slept with a priest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so Julia asked that she let her go. And if she did not, she'd just call for help. And uh, that would embarrass her even more. And uh, I'm sure that you did, she, Krista didn't want that to happen. After all, she's been warned by uh, Catherine. And Pat Gianni. So, um, so as she walked past Krista, she turned around and said, love. This kind of confused Krista. And, and she's like, well, said that what Gable was looking for in her was love. She, and when Krista questioned, she said, well, you know, it's, it's better to be a little mouse who loves people than not. And, uh, all that Gabriel was really looking for was someone who would accept him both the good and the bad and would truly be in love with a woman that would truly be in love with him and he was miserable and she said that those women had used him and till they would have used him till he was nothing left and she had loved him since he was 17 and all of him the light the dark the good and that is why he was with her. And she also said, better an indifferent tiger, better a mouse than an indifferent tiger. And then as she continues walking, she turns around once more and says, uh, that though Chris was right, he was an exceptional lover. He was attentive, creative, and absolutely mind-blowing. She, she gave Chris a long look and said, not bad for a little mouse. <laughs> It's going to be a great scene. It's really going to be a great scene. Mm -hmm. I, that yeah, it will and be. And there's a lot of, we have a lot of comments here too. Um, you know, Shell noted, a woman who is strong in her sexuality and prides in herself is one thing, but the way CFP does it is trashy. And Brenda said, because she's a <laughs> dirty, dirty skeezer. <laughs> she's a skank. She's she just has a ton of issues. I think Brett, she needs to be on Anna's couch, too. Um, mm -hmm. Anna's saying, see if no regard for any morality or ethics. And that is very true. And Franca said, mm -hmm. it did surprise me a bit that SR wrote about Krista and a priest. And I think, Franca, I think he was, that, he, that would have to paint how, just how rudderly he was in terms of 
immorality. Like she's had no ethics at all. Um, mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. that really, you know, painted the picture of how, how empty she is, really. Empty, she has an empty soul. Um, Ellie, and good morning, Ellie. I know it's early, early for you. And and puppy puppy duty and getting ready for pride is, is a big yes. thing. Yes, and Ellie notes she, you know, she agrees. She doesn't, uh, Krista doesn't respect the institution of marriage, religion, professionalism, and academia, etc. So she's delusional mm -hmm. enough to think she can still get Gabriel. And Betty said, if Gabriel for menus, because he would want to know where I hid his Gabriel were looking for menus because he would want to know where I hid his fountain pens. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I also can't wait for the scene floor. I think that's going to be one of the best scenes in this book, um, in the movies of this, in this film. I think this is going to be... You know, a great conversation. It'll be very interesting. Um, mm -hmm. And Shell notes uh, regarding Franca's comment about the priest. She said, it shows the depth of Krista's depravity. Very, very true. Anna mm -hmm. said, but the married men and, and the by the way, were not Anna's in the house regarding CFP. This is true. No. I, 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 I can't say for the priest. The married man, yes. The priest, I think, was a lot more innocent than, than we suspect. And I think it was just his will got broken mm. down. Well, I, I, like I said, I... He's human I, too. I can't imagine... I can't imagine that ever being an outtake that SR would write. But you never know. Shell said... You never know, but no, I don't think it would either. Um, write that one. Um... Shell notes um, Anna would have to disinfect her couch after a CFP session. <laughs> Shell, that's a good one. And she said, mm -hmm. yes, my couch is fabric. Anna says she would need to disinfect it. Um, yes, yes. And Brenda notes her moral compass is broken. It's way down south. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. And for her to you know, can, you know, why did she even take the time to harass Julia? You know, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, she, she just kind of wanted to throw it in her face and, and threaten her, mm -hmm. really, and throw her off her game. Um, Betty says, I still need more info on that story about Krista and the priest. Too bad we didn't see the flashback on Krista. <laughs> and, um, Michelle's asking how old was the pe was the priest and I don't know I don't think he ever went into that and no I don't think uh, he did either Betty noted I read Sierra Simone's novels and she has the priest series uh, the stories are deep lots of spirituality um, and there is a request about the background song the song that's playing now, Honky Tonk Woman. Mm. Yeah. Anna said, don't get me started about priests. I've read all the attorney general investigations and interviewed victims. Some make CFP look like an angel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually know mm -hmm. some of the victims. I went to high school with one of the victims. That was 
horrible. Um, as mm-hmm. Again, showing to Pam's point, these are human beings, um, and you have good people, and you have people who've made really horrible choices and are very uh, without moral compass, as you note. Um, and both Franca and Floor are really eager to see the trailer of the film. Um, mm. A lot of yes. people are. Yes. And Ellie's wondering if SR will do an outtake on Krista and the conquests. We don't know. I, uh, earlier, before you joined, I don't Ellie, know. Um, Brenda was saying maybe he would write a novella on Krista. I'm not sure. We'll have to see. Yeah, that, that, that's uh-huh. a toughie. Well, that I know the other thing is he has so many, so many things in his book, right? As, or his file ideas for things Mm -hmm. to write so it will be interesting if he pulls things out again i'm sure he uh has a a file somewhere because i'm sure he's written some sort of background on everybody and anna was saying she's listening to a 70 72 year old finally telling what happened to him is heartbreaking It is. And that's why it what is. you do is so critically important, Anna. Honestly, thank you for doing what you do. Um, all of you in this, who especially provide service um, to others, uh, Brenda, obviously, as uh, one of my medical team, <laughs> uh, Brenda's a nurse, mm-hmm. uh, I believe cardiac nurse, if I'm remembering correct. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Brenda's noting that maybe they'll drop the trailer next week. So I'm thinking that, too. I think there'll be a teaser or a trailer coming in the next week or so. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so, too, for around the mm-hmm. premiere. And, and after, Ellie yeah. says, I don't know if I want a whole novella on Krista. <laughs> and she just hopes Krista never sets her eyes on Paul, Betty said. I don't think that's ever going to be an option. I, Paul I will never let that happen. Gabriel's draw to her, besides him actually, you know, just being this physically attractive, stunning human being, was his allure, right? She was a le- he was a legend at Lobby. I think part of it is mm-hmm. the fact that all these other people were coveting him. I think that made mm-hmm. him really um, attractive to her. And um, also the Absolutely. fact that, you know, James was her classmate, and I think she felt that he wasn't um, as sophisticated enough for um, yeah, high he, enough he, on the totem he, pole he, he, for her. He, he, was a, he was a farm boy, and she, she didn't want to deal right. with that. I don't think. Right. No, no offense to Paul, Betty. No offense to Paul. Farm boys are yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> and Anna says, let's see if he doesn't deserve the recognition from SR. <laughs> and Franca no, says, doesn't. let's hope SR lives until he's 103 with all the spinoffs we want him to write for the Gabriel series. Absolutely. 100%, Franca, 100%. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, yes, and uh, there were there was a lot of thanks going out to Anna. And Brenda is a cardiac nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, Shell noting so many individuals need to be held accountable. Very true. Um, and Flora said, oh no, Betty, Paul's not even in her spectrum. 
And Shell notes Paul has had disdain for Krista from the beginning. And Anna's mm-hmm. saying Paul doesn't have the status that she needs. There's no trophy with Paul. Or the prestige. Or pr- prestige. Says unless, it's a, unless it's Bessie. <laughs> unless it's the cow. No. Yeah. Yeah. Brenda's saying he's a poor country boy with no money, so she's not looking his way. <laughs> A sexy farm boy, Betty points out. That's true. <laughs> and he was also he was a research assistant. <laughs> that is true. Oh, so he could he could see the, what was going on there with uh, Gabriel. Yeah, because you know I'm sure he was one that had to empty uh, uh, Gabriel's uh, mailbox every now and then with whatever gifts that were found. Right. I mean that's I mean. That's a good point. He wasn't just a research assistant. He was reporting to Emerson. So there's that mm-hmm. level of familiarity um, that he knew uh, a lot about his uh, legendary status, so to speak. Um, and then, again, you have the interaction that he, uh, Paul knew there was an interaction between Singer and Gabriel. Mm-hmm. So that and also mm-hmm. really is still at the forefront of his mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, Shell. The baked goods left in the mailbox. <laughs> That's right. And I wonder how many Paul enjoyed. <laughs> uh, you know, is it, you know, um, Gabriel's saying, here, you take these out. Whatever. He probably didn't yeah. want it. I know. So, yeah. I know. I just. I'm really curious, I'm trying to remember when they, does anyone have a sense of when they shot this scene? Like if it was earlier or if this was later in the production? I'm just, I'm trying to remember. Did, did well, did uh, Margot go to Atlanta? I know she was in, in She was London. in Atlanta. Wasn't she? They, I think they probably shot this in Atlanta is my guess. Yeah, I think so too. I'm not, I don't think she went, and, and Kenzie will correct me later on today when she listens, I'm sure. Um, I don't think she was in England for the filming. I don't, I don't either, if anybody knows. I I'm just. Was. I was just curious because I think having them together a little bit, her, Julia and Margot kind of getting back into that, those roles and that, that character would be good. Uh, Brenda confirmed, yes, Atlanta. Um, she didn't yeah. go to the UK. I didn't think. Thank I you, didn't Brenda. think so. And Kenzie, Brenda answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shell said, listening to and sharing gossip eavesdropping are also on Paul's resume. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he said, Paul didn't. Yeah, that's kind of true. He told Julia and Gabriel threw them away. <laughs> Franca is... Franca, you're really stirring the pot now. Franca says, I hope I see uh, okay. on Paul and gets him back together with Allison. Sorry, Betty. I can hear you screaming, what, from here? <laughs> <laughs> the scream traveling 10,000 miles. Uh, yes. Anna notes that Paul read Krista mm. from the beginning and would steer clear. Plus, he had firsthand observations regarding Gabriel and had his envious streak, too. Um, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Betty notes, Allison's not my favorite character, but I want to read more about her and Paul. 
try to figure out what is going on with them. <laughs> Shell says, Frank, I don't think the bridge Allison Byrne can be rebuilt. And Betty notes, but everyone gossips. Julia gossiped with Rachel, so... I think that's true, unfortunately. As much as you try not to, I think it happens anyway. Well, I think there's gossiping and there's confidence in general too, right? And and mm -hmm. feelings mm -hmm. and I think that I think the fact that Julia and Rachel were friends makes it mm -hmm. very a little more complicated. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah, true. and Shell was clarifying so. when she was regarding the gossip. She said Paul gossiped about what he heard and read in his job. Yeah. So I, I think that just allowed him to... I don't think he should have been doing that, but it definitely gave him... He had insight into Professor Emerson uh, more than normal. And confidentiality is a key in a job, Shell notes. And I think mm -hmm. that's right. Uh, Franca said, I watched Gabriel's Rapture Part 3 last night. Where was the wedding filmed? As Catherine Picton is in the congregation. But I don't think that actress went to Italy. Am I wrong? No, that is correct. She did not go to Italy. They, did do, they didn't do it at the uh, Basilica of St. Francis, but... They found a church that they could film in, but um, there were a few people, there were some um, founding members that were on the set and uh, the, the woman who played Catherine were green screened in. Yeah, as Shell notes, uh, so. there was a green screen. Cause I think they had a very mm -hmm. small group. This was still filmed under COVID. Um, so right. I think there was a very small group that was actually on site. Um, and then mm -hmm. some of them did, uh, were filmed in Atlanta. Um, mm -hmm. Flora says definitely a green screen. If you look really carefully, you can tell. And Brenda notes they did yeah, a reverse a lot of times you can see like the filming of the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. They had to get creative on that. Um, <laughs> And Franca, thanks you. Betty said, Julia needed the info um, regarding what was going on with the professor. If Gabriel had shared those intimate details with Julia before Paul shared those details, she would have been as blindsided. She would have been blindsided, um, or she would not have been as blindsided when she finally met Professor Singer. I think, though, Paul, well, no, you're right. Paul did say about their relationship, too. Paul also had that firsthand knowledge about Singer's predilections. Um, Anna says, I feel badly for any woman Paul marries because they will need to measure up to his fantasy of the perfect Julianne. Um, That's uh, not a bad observation on that end. Um, I, I think it's going to take him a lo long time to get over Julia. And I think that any woman who does come into his life has to, is going to have to deal with that ghost a little bit. Agreed. I could be wrong. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Well. Sorry, Betty. <laughs> Betty's willing to forgive. Betty, Betty's willing to take on the challenge. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Shell notes if Julia had only answered her phone and saw the text, she wouldn't have had the confrontation with Professor Payne. Um, and Betty well, notes that, that's an interesting yeah. take, Anna. And Anna's saying that's actually is Paul's hell. He's kind of stuck in mm -hmm. that fantasy. Uh, the ideal. Of what could be. Pursuing that ideal that he, he that's unattainable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, Flora's saying, LOL, Shell, mm. she had her phone on silent. But if she only had looked down, I, I, I know though she was at a, an acad a dinner with these professors. She didn't want to be rude. But if only, mm -hmm. if only she saw the text, it would have overcome a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's Paul's idea of Julia that he must overcome. And uh, Ellie confirmed about the interiors and externals of the wedding being shot separately. And Betty's saying maybe Paul just needs mm -hmm. to see what else is out there. Perhaps falling in love with the opposite of Julia might be just what he needs. <laughs> There is always yes, hope. Yes, Betty. I love it. I love it. Hope springs eternal. <laughs> That's what they say. So, so Franca mm -hmm. is signing off. And actually, Franca, we are about to as well. We've hit our hour mark. Uh, Franca we said, did, ladies, I need to sign off. Thank you again for a great podcast. Bye, everyone. Have a fabulous and weekend. Enjoy the curry. Enjoy the curry. Say my best to Tony and have a great great rest yes, of the day and she hopes summer is well on its way for us all thank you franca oh uh, yes unfortunately or fortunately Thanks it is goodness. um <clears throat> I love it <laughs> These high temperatures are making me very happy as you know um uh -huh. so for those in the northern hemisphere it's getting lighter out and warmer um but in the southern hemisphere it's going into uh, cooler temperatures and leaves changing. Um, and I'm pulling out my sweaters for the fall. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this, uh -huh. I, you know, earlier there was a beautiful comment, and I completely agree with this, that Shell wrote about how this is, so special, you know, having our time to talk about mm -hmm. these books. And I really completely agree. You know, she said, this podcast is a bright spot in my life. And I really feel the same way. It's just been great to have time to talk about the books um, and explore these ideas and hear everybody's different perspectives I like having differing opinions. I like I like hearing people's takes on the characters. And I'm just mm -hmm. very grateful for all of you who join us and who listen and too. download every week. So um, thanks again for joining us. And, and it is a wonderful community. I, I will say that again and again. So I am leaving us with Dante's Prayer by Lorena McKenna. Beautiful. So, yep. So everybody have a good week and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.